So we're going to pick it up from Dafalam and Chesim at Aleph. We are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines into the page. Just to finish up this discussion, to get to the Mishnah, of where you have the two people debating uh, when it comes to like Yerusha. We talked about, I think we had three or four cases, I want to say, yesterday. Now we're going to have a couple more. Uh, not too difficult. The, the, Mishnah, the, the Gemara starts off, Suffolk v'yavam shabo lachlik b'nichsek saba. This Suffolk, which is, again, the kid that we don't know if he's... We don't know who the father is, because the mother did Yibam two months after, uh, after losing, the, losing the husband. So this child is a Suffolk. We don't know if it's the first, if it's the first father's son, and there is no Yibam, or it's the second father's son, and there is Yibam. And he's arguing with the Yavam. Uh, they're splitting the Yerusha of the grandfather. Now... The grandfather has two sons. He's got the son who died, and he's got the Yavam. So obviously, the Yavam claims, you're my kid, I get 100% of it. The kid says, you're not my father, I'm the father of the brother, and I get 50%. That's, right, that, those are the two sides of it, right? The father has two sons. One son died, and then you have the Yavam. Then you have this boy who we don't know who the father is. So the Yavam claims, you're my son, I get 100% of the Yerusha. You're my son, I'm not giving you anything. The son says, no, I'm not your son. I'm the son of the brother. And we get 50%. Meaning you get 50%, I get 50% because I'm the son of the, uh, of the, of the brother. That's, that's the claims. So the Gemara says, The suffix says, I'm the son of the deceased. I'm not your son. And I get half. The Yavam says, at bari didiat. The Yavim says, no, you're my son. And I get 100%. So the Gemara says, Because the Yavim is for sure going to get a share, it's just a matter of how much, he for sure gets it, and therefore the son is considered a Suffolk. Now, while we had yesterday a similar situation that the argument did not go that way, that was because yesterday, the second case of yesterday, he, didn't, he couldn't definitively argue where the money's coming from. He wasn't sure who he was. But in this case, the Yavim is definitely going to get it. He's either going to get 50% or 100% because he's definitely a son. The child may get nothing. So when you have one person who's for sure getting something, and the child who may get nothing, then the, the something wins. So the, the Yavim gets 100%. One more case. I think it's two more cases. Okay. So you have a grandfather, the two sons, right? There's the son who died. Then there's the Yavim. He also died. The only ones left are the Suffolk and the Yavim's other children. So the Suffolk might be their cousin or might be their brother. We, we don't know. They're arguing who should get the Yerusha of the grandfather. So, hmm? meaning everyone else is dead. Right. So the grandfather then died, so all his money now goes down to the grandkids. So, why, so, so, so the Suffolk says, I'm the sole son of the other one. I get half, you get half. They say, no, you're our brother, and you get... Let's say there are three brothers. You get twenty. You get uh, four brothers. You get twenty-five percent. So the the, the Yavim is saying the, the Suffolk is saying I'm not. I'm your cousin. I get my family's half. You get half. I get half. Where, they say no. Where, where does the cousin come into this? I don't understand. What do you mean? They're brothers. The, the two oh, brothers, oh, and then he has kids. Okay. So this brother. Suffolk is either their brother or their cousin. Okay. So he says he the, the, the Suffolk is definitely not getting half. He's definitely willing to give up half. He's just saying I get fifty percent. They say no. You get twenty-five percent. 
So the Gemara basically is going to say, I'll just say Yasa, we'll say it inside, because 50% he acknowledges he's not going to get, he doesn't get 50%. The only Shaila is the, the, the 25% and that you split. Split the different 25 Correct. Well, we'll see in a second. The Gemara says, The Safik says, I'm the son of the one who passed away. Um, not the Yavam. I get 50%, you get 50%. I'm your cousin. The, the cousins say, No, you're our brother. The Bnei Yavam say, You're our brother. And you get a share like we do, let's say uh, 25%, whatever. So the Gemara says, Palga Because the Yav, the Suffolk, is acknowledging that he doesn't get 50%, they definitely get the 50%. Because that's not a debate. Everyone agrees that 50% goes to them. The question is the, 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 the 25% of, meaning the, the 25% of the 50%. I mean, 50%, he says, is not mine. The question is the share, the difference is what they're arguing about is the 25%. So the Gemara says, He definitely gets 25%, meaning because 50% they acknowledge. He acknowledges is theirs. They get it. 25% they acknowledge is his. He gets it. The remaining is split. Okay. Last case. Let's say. Sorry. Evenly amongst the siblings, or he gets half of that twenty-five percent, and the other siblings get half that twenty-five percent. That one. Okay. So he still gets more than splitting. Like he's a correct. Correct. Okay. So last case: Saba v'Yavam Minichse Suffolk. The grandfather and the Yavam are arguing whose inheritance should the Suffolk get, meaning the Suffolk died, the boy died, and he was wealthy. So now who gets it? If he's the child of the Yavam, the Yavam gets it because it's his father. If he's the child of the first one, then it goes to the grandfather. So they're both arguing. They're both arguing 100%. They both claim 100% claim on it. So the Gemara says, have a moment with the Suffolk, B'cholkin. He split it. Okay. Okay, now we start the Sugya. Okay. The mission says like this. That was the easy part. Now. Yeah, it's, it's not too. It's, it's not too difficult. The mission says like this: Shemaris Yavam, a woman who's waiting to do Yivam. So her husband died. Now she's in the interim time period. She didn't do Yivam yet. She's waiting in that period. And money fell to her. So the question is, who who is in charge of her money? A married woman, the money goes to the husband. Many cases. The question is, over here, who gets the money? Let's say she gets an inheritance, whatever it is. Who gets the money? So she's, she has Zika. So the question is, is Zika enough to make it that he gets the money? Or is she like an engaged woman? Right? In Erisa, a woman who did, just did Hareya Mekudashasli but didn't do Yichud, she just did Kedushin and not Nesuin, it's a Machlegis Beshameh Beshilo. Uh, who gets the money? Meaning, can she spend the money herself? So Beshameh says, yes, it's completely hers. Not the husband's. Basil says, ideally, she shouldn't, but if she did, it works. That's by an erisa. But over here, and like once you marry the guy, then it's the husband's. So the question is over here, she's like a Shemeris Yavim. So the Mishnah says, Shemeris Yavim Shenachla Nechasim, Moidim Beshame Beshilel, Shemicheres Veneisenes Kayim. Everyone agrees that if she spends the money, it works. 
So Shemeris Yavam, basically the money is hers. Everyone agrees, both Beisham and Basil agree, that if she spends the money, it works. Okay, fine. That's a Shemeris Yavam, Shenafel and Nechos, and Moed Beisham Basil, Shemechayis and Nesen So everyone agrees that if she gets money at that time, it's her money, she could spend it the way she wants. She gets money because Yerusha. Yerusha, yeah. She gets money, she could spend the money the way she wants. Everyone agrees to that. Then the Mishnah says, Mesa... Mesa, if she dies, who get, what, what do you do with, the, with her money? So, So the ksuba, there's a couple things. Uh, there's a couple monies that she has. When a woman, when, when, when she dies, there's a couple claims. First you have her ksuba, which is the money owed to her from the husband. Then you have the money that she brought into the marriage. Like her property that she brought in. So the question is, what happens when she dies? Wh- whose money is it? Who gets the money? Because think about it. If she's a married woman, then the husband keeps it. If she was not married, then her father gets it. So we just got finished saying that everyone agrees that it's her money, that she could spend it the way she wants. So you would say, well, if she dies, then her father gets it. If it's her money, then her father has the claim. Her father can get the ksuba, her father can get the nichsei malug, nichsei tenbarzel, all the properties that she brought into the marriage. Everything in the ksuba should be the husband's, should be the father's. Because if you just got finished saying that everyone agrees that it's not the husband's money, it's, it's her money, so when she dies, it goes back to her father. The problem is, the Mishnah says, what do we do with this? Beishamah says, you split it, between the husband's family and the father's family. Which is, by the way, strange. Which is a contradiction, because we just got finished saying that everyone agrees that it's hers, but now we're saying you split it, so we're, it's not hers. It's unclear. So the Gemara, that's, that's today's daf, going to address that question of what is Beishamah's Svara? I mean, at first they say that she could spend the money, which means it's hers. But then you say if she dies, the, the families have to split it because it's a suffix whether it's hers. So it's like, is it hers or is it not? That's Beishamah's take. Beishil, Beishil says it depends. You want to know if she dies, who gets the money? It depends whose money. The Ksuba, the husband keeps. Why? Because the Ksuba she's trying to take from the husband. Right? The Ksuba has a couple things. Right? Every time someone gets married, there's the money that the husband now has to give. That means it's his, he's the mochzik, he's holding on to it, you want to take it? You can't take it. But then there's property that she brought into the marriage. Let's say she writes in the ksuba, I brought in a car, I brought in a house, so then that's hers. So then the, so meaning if she dies at that period, what do you do with the money? So Bishami says everything's split. Meaning ksuba, everything is split. We're talking about in a case here where both the husband, uh, the husband and, then, and, and then she dies. Right. So Bishami says split, split everything. Correct. She's never died. This is a, <laughs> it's a twist. So Bishami says split everything. Basil says, no, 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 you don't split everything. It just depends on what you're trying to get. You want to get the ksuba? That's the husband's because he's holding on to it. Her property that she brought into the marriage, that's her father's because that's her. She's the mochzik. Well, so I'm, I'm a little confused. Uh, neither the husband died and, and, uh, beforehand, right? Yeah. So, and she's, she died. So this, the ksuba goes to then uh, in this Conceptually? Case. Yeah. Well, the ksuba we're, we're trying to figure out, but all her property, meaning who's the, who's the yoresh of her? Right. Well, I understand whatever whatever property is hers, obviously beforehand, but I'm talking about the ksuba. The husband died beforehand, uh, and uh, conceptually, she was supposed to get the ksuba. And yeah, correct. And then and now it went to her husband. Now she, right. she should get the ksuba from the yavam. Right. But now she died. Right. So, so now the question is, if she was married, let's say she was married, she got married to the Yavam, then the Yavam pays the Ksuba. Obviously, but, 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 but if it happened yeah. beforehand... Exactly. So Beishamah Beishame says everything's split, which between, is strange. Yeah, but between who? Meaning her father's family gets half, 
the husband's family keeps half. So let's say the soup is two hundred dollars. So he has to. Uh huh. Hundred and hundred. Are they right on there? Okay, hundred hundred. Beis Hillel says no. The money in the ksuba, the husband keeps. The money she brought into the marriage, the father keeps. So in other words, the, the, the ksuba money goes to the husband's side. Correct, but the but the property in the ksuba that is added in, that let's say she brought into the marriage, that stays with her. That stays. So Beis Hillel, says everything's split down the middle. Beis Hillel says it's not split down the middle. It depends what it is. Some is only the father's. Some is only the husband's. Very confusing. Well, yeah, but this is. It's the easy part. No, it happens to be. It, it's just more like this. So the Gemara says, Kansa, but once she marries the husband, once she mar- does Yibam, then she's married Lagamri, like any other wife. However, the Ksubas is paid from the estate of the first husband. That the Gemara will deal with. Okay, so here's the Kasha. The Kasha is, as we said, it starts off in the Mishnah saying that Beishamah and Beishillel agree that when she gets money that fell to her, she could spend it, which means it's her money. But then it says, if she dies, what does Beishamah say? Split it. So it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Beis Hillel holds that the money that's hers, it's always hers. The only thing that's not hers is Ksuba. But the money that's hers is always hers. But Beishamah, it's like, yes, Beishamah, like, is it her money or not? So it's, it's a contradiction. It starts off by saying that she could spend the money. But then it says, if she dies, you split the money. So it's like, is it hers or is it not? You understand the kasha? Yeah. So the Gemara says, Maisha Resha Pligi, Maisha Seva Pligi. So Ula, this is Ula's answer. Ula's answer is that the Resha and the Sefer are not talking about the same case. Ula says, Amar Ula, Resha Denafla Kishi Erusa, Vesefa Denafla Kishi Nasua. The answer is like this. It depends what was her status, what was she with the first husband when the husband died and she fell to Yibam. So it says like this. Every time she falls to Yibam, her status as a married woman sort of goes a little bit less. Right? If she was fully married to that husband and then she falls to Yibam, the Zika is already like, she's half a wife. You understand? Meaning it goes a little bit lower. So the question is, what was her status with the first husband? She could have been married fully, or she could have just done Kedushin. So it says the Gemara like this, I'll say it as Obsina said. If she just did Kedushin with her first husband and then dies, so she falls to Yibam, she, she starts off as like a half a wife, and then she does. Then she's falling to Yibam, so she's Zika, she's like, 25% of a wife. Then the halacha is, the money's hers. Because she's not like, the more married you are, the less money she has. You understand? So if she started off just at Kedushin, then she, the husband died and she fell to Zika. So Zika of Kedushin, so it's like 25% her money. The Seifa, where it says split it, is where she was fully married. So if she was fully married, the husband should get 100% of it. But... She, the husband dies, and she says, Zika, Zika of full marriage, split. That's Beis Shammai's rationale. So the first part is where, so really the distinction between the beginning and the end of the Mishnah is just a matter of how married she was to the first husband. Yeah? Now, there is one problem with this that Gemara is going to point out, that if that's the point of the Mishnah, to make a distinction between whether she had Kedushin with the first husband or Nesuin in the first husband... Oh, first of all, I should have said that, but also, why does, why does the Mishnah talk about the first case being where she's spending the money, and the second case is where she died? She doesn't have to die. It could just be the first case is where she had Kedushin from the husband, the second case is where she had Nesuin. Meaning, basically, what Adam said, say it. Also, why is Nesuin and Kedushin? Why can't you say the first case is when she only did my work to the first husband, the second case was Kedushin? Fair enough. Okay, uh, interesting. 
Then you have the, the whole discussion of Mimer. I don't know. But uh, the, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. So the Gemara basically is answering that the beginning, the, the contradiction is answered as follows. How married was she to the first husband? So the Gemara says, Meaning, if a woman has erisin, so she's half married, meaning she has kedushin, then the halacha is, as I said, could she spend the money? Not in yibam, in general. A woman who's an erisa that gets money that fell to her, is it her money or not? So Beishamah says she could spend it. Beishilil says ideally not. So over here, because she's not an erisa, she's the zika of an erisa, it's lower, everyone agrees she could spend the money. Let's see it inside. Next page. The Suffolk Erisa, Zika's Nisua, Isa Suffolk Nisua. Zika's Erisa, Isa Suffolk Erisa. The first part is where you have the Zika of Erisa, meaning she started off as an Erisa and she had Kedushin and then her husband died, so she, now she's like lower. So she's like Zika of an Erisa. So then the halacha is it's such a, a small connection, she could spend the money. Why? I'll prove it to you. The halacha is that if a woman has full erisin, stop, forget about yibum. A woman has erisin, yeah? You gave her a ring, you say, and then she gets money. Could she spend the money? Beishamay says yes, Beishel says, no. So why over here is everyone okay with her spending the money? Because it's not erisa, it's zikas erisa. So you have erisa, and then once you have the zika of erisa, it's lower. So she's less connected, money's hers. The seifa, where Beishamay says split it, is where she starts off as a nesua, and then she's now zikas nesua. You see, her full nesua husband gets. Zikas nesua split. Okay. Now, Zika Sensua, the second case is where she's Zika Sensua. Therefore, it creates a suffix situation. You see a real Nesua, a full married woman that gets money. The halacha is that if a full married woman gets money, it's not her money, it's her husband's money. So why in our mission does it say Bishamay say split it? Because it's Zikas Nesua. Fine. So Ula's answer is that the contradiction between the beginning of the Mishnah and the end of the Mishnah, again, the beginning of the Mishnah says that if she gets money while she's waiting to Yibam, it's her money. But the end of the Mishnah says if she dies, they split it. So it's like, is it her money or not? So the answer is, it depends. What was her first husband's relationship with her? If she did full marriage to the first husband and then he dies and then she falls to Yibam, split it. If, if the first husband had just Kedushin, her money. So here's the caution. This is what Adam said before, which is, if the point of the Mishnah is to make a distinction between what was her first husband's relationship, meaning Kedushin or Nesuin, then why do you have to say that she, uh, she died? She could stay alive and you could have the exact same situation. Meaning, if she stays alive, it could be she gets money. Can she spend the money? Well, it depends. If she had Kedushin, yes. If she had Nesuin, no. So like, you have what I'm saying. Why does it have to be that her, she died? It's not necessary. The point of the Mishnah has nothing to do with her dying. The point of the Mishnah is, meaning, if I had to ask you, what's the main point of our Mishnah, the main point of contention, the main, the main Yisait? The Yisait is, what was her relationship with her first husband? That's it. So why did she, why did she have to die? By the way, kill her in both cases or keep her alive in both cases. You don't need one case to be dead, one case to be alive. It's not necessary. So the Gemara says, Rabbah says to Ula, but according to you, why does she have to die? So, Elam um, Rabba, 
So Rabbi says, you know what? Really, both cases is where she was fully married to the husband. So what should the halacha be? If she's fully married to the husband, and then the husband dies, she should split it. So why in the first case does she get to spend the money? So the answer is... The answer is, in the first case, she's alive. You see, when she's alive, you see, the Yavam wants to take the money from her, right? He says, we're married. And she could say, well, we're not really married yet, right? So when she's alive and she has 100% claim to it, she's a Vadai, he's a Suffolk, in Suffolk, he can't take the money from her. In the Seifa, she died. So now there's an argument between inheritors of who to get it. Now you split it. Well, he's a subject just because... We don't know if he's going to do Yibam. Yeah, and also her, his status as her husband is not clear right now. The only thing that you know right now is that it's her money. Right? She has money that's hers, that fell to her. He wants to take it. Right. So why is he taking it? Because she's like, he's like, well, we're married. He's like, no, we're not, not yet. Right, well, yeah. we have Zika. I don't know if that's enough. Because Zika, Zika may not be enough to, to be, be considered enough. married. He could also turn around and do... Exactly. He could also do Chalitza. He could end the... I mean, basically, she's a Vadai because it's her money. He's a Suffolk. In court, if he wanted to claim that it's mine, you would say, well, you're not married yet. He's like, well, we have Zika. Okay, well, that's not enough. All I know is that she has the money. That's the distinction. That's why in the second case, she dies. Okay. Uh, now, Abai asks a question. This premise is that if you have someone who's a vadai claim, a, a vadai, and someone comes up and he's like, Can I, I, I think you owe me money, and he's a Suffolk, ain't Suffolk, most of vadai wins. That's a theme that we've been having. We just mentioned it. In the first case, she's the vadai owner. The husband, the Zika guy, is like, I want the money. And she's like, no, you're a Suffolk. Ain't Suffolk, most of vadai. Here's the Gemara's cash on that. It's more of a side kasha. We're saying that Beishamai agrees to this side, right? Beishamai believes Ein Suffolk Motsimidei Which, by the way, is fair. I think most of us would assume Ein Suffolk Motsimidei Vade, right? I think it's a rational yeah. argument. Here's the kasha. There's a Mishnah. Abaya asked the following question. Abaya is asking on the premise that Beishamai believes Ein Suffolk Motsimidei Vade. Abaya says, I have a question based on a Mishnah and Baba Basra, okay? The kasha is like this. There's a Mishnah in Baba Basar. The Mishnah in Baba Basar says like this. Novel Abai is Olav v'al Oviv. Olav v'al Morishav. V'hoyu Olav Ksuvas Isha u'balchayv. Okay, so what happens is a father and son are in a house and the house collapses and they both die. Now, the son owed money. So the question is, who died first? Why is it important to know who died first? Because if the father died first, that means the inheritance went to the son for a moment. Then when the son died, he has money to pay so now he has money to pay off his debts. If the son died first, then you can't go to the, the father's estate to pay off the debts. So the people that he owes the money to, so a guy shows up, the son owes $1,000. He has a document, the guy shows up, he's a document that says the son owes me $1,000. They're like, the son doesn't have any money. He's like, so the father, I'll take the father's estate. He's like, what do you mean? It's the father's estate. He said, yeah, but the son, the father died first. And they're like, no, he didn't. So there's a debate. You understand? Who died first? So, by the way, so what would you say? Think about it. Base Hill is going to say, yeah, Base Hill says, who's a Vade? A Vade ownership of it. 
in the father's estate. The father's inheritors, whatever. They're the vada. The guy with the claim is a suffolk. I would say in suffolk must be the vada. Again, you have the document, right? You, I owed you, not, someone, the kid owed you the money. You're coming to the father's estate and you're like, I'm going to take the money from the father's estate. And they're like, why? He's like, well, because the son, the father died first. Like, and I'm going to say, well, the son died first. All I know is, who's a vadai? The owners of the estate. You're a Suffolk. You should not get the money, and that's what Bisilla says. Why should you get the money? Ain't Suffolk with... Yeah. What does Beishamai say? Beishamai says... Beishamai says, split it. Well, that doesn't make any sense. But I thought Beishamai believes in this concept of Ain Suffolk mostly midevada. Yeah, but in this case, yeah, but so what? But the only one who, but who's in charge? You have to go to the bank, right? They need the people to write the check. Whoever's in charge of the estate, Menashe's in charge of the estate, then he's the Vadai. I want the money. I have my document. I'm a Suffolk. It's not that there's a Suffolk. The money is in the father's estate. The son's creditors want to take it. That's a Suffolk. Ain't Suffolk Motsin, they Vadai. And Beshamai, that's Besh- So I thought Beshamai believes Ain't Suffolk Motsin, Beshamai says split it. So what's going on? Over here, there's a vadai, the estate. There's a suffix, which is the creditor. Why does the creditor get anything? The Gemara answers... See the creditor, you can even say also, like, the son's grandson. Yeah, yeah, fair. That would also be. Yeah, 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 that would also be. So the Gemara answers. Oh, so we're going to see the Gemara maybe doesn't answer that. The Gemara says, So we're, we're saying that Beishamai believes in this concept that when you have a vadai and a suffix, the vadai wins. But over here, you have the vadai, which is the estate. The creditor is the suffix, and yet they split it. So what's going on? You understand the kasha? Yes. So the Gemara answers, the answer is over here it's not a suffix. Over here it's a vade and a vade. Why? When you have a document that says you're owed money, it makes, you, it, makes it as if you already have the money. So in some sort of lumdus, the estate ownership is a vade. The guy with the credit, he's also a vade because it's as if the money is already his. Which is an interesting way to perceive it because... There might not be money. Correct. Yet. But if there is, he already has it, which is an interesting meaning. The answer is, we're looking, we look at a document that you're owed money is, not, is, is more than a suffix. It's as if you already had the money. So therefore, it's not, like, it's not like the creditor, meaning it's not like the estate's like, I have the money and you want to take it from me. The guy's like, I already took it. This document means I already have it. I just need you to, like... You're holding it for me. You're holding it for me. Meaning, that's the answer, that when you have a document that owes you money... It's not that you're coming with a claim. The money's already yours. You're taking what's rightfully yours. So the estate ownership is not the vadai, and you're the creditor of Suffolk. They're both vadai. So that explains why Beishamai would feel split it. Okay, it's an interesting, it's, it's an interesting lumdus to, to try to see, to see uh, you know, how they perceive things. So the Gemara says like this, I'll prove it to you. How do I know that when you have a document that says you're owed money, you're no longer a suffix. It's like you're a vadai. I'll prove it to you. The following halacha, yeah? I'll tell you outside. We'll see it inside. Let's say you have a woman who's a saita, right? The halacha is that when a woman was a saita, she would drink the waters, right? If she was guilty, she died. If she was innocent, she stays married. Let's say instead of drinking the water, she says, I'm guilty. So what's halacha? She divorces without a ksuba. You don't get a ksuba if you're guilty. The only way you get the ksuba is if you drink and you're innocent. Let's say she's on her way to drink water, and her husband dies. 
So there's a technicality because the Pasuk says, that the husband brings the wife, she can't drink after her husband dies. Okay? So the husband dies, yeah, you understand? Husband dies, she's no longer a saita, she doesn't drink anymore. Technicality, she can't drink anymore. When the husband's dead, you can't drink anymore. Does she get the ksuba? So I would say no, because the ksuba is in the estate of the, the, the husband's property, let's say the son's, whatever. She's coming to take it. She's a Suffolk, right? Because she might be an adulterer. But she has a document. What does Beishamai say? She gets the ksuba. So what do you see? You see that a document makes it the Yeravada. That's the Gemara's proof. The Gemara says, uh, How do I know that if you have a document, it makes it a Vada? It's not. As the Mishnah says, If the husband dies before they could drink the ksuba, before they could drink the waters, Beishamai says they get the ksuba. Oh, well, what do you mean? Why do they get the ksuba? They're a suffolk. The estate ownership of the husband is a vadai. The answer is she has a shar. Now, before we'll just address Beis Hillel Shita. Beis Hillel says, no, you either drink or you get the ksuba. The Gemara is like, what do you mean you drink? You can't drink anymore when the husband's dead. What Beis Hillel means, you either drink or you get the ksuba. And in this case, because you can't drink, you don't get the ksuba. So Beis the holds that she gets the ksuba. But wait a minute. Maybe she committed adultery, maybe she didn't. Maybe she gets the money, maybe she doesn't. She's a suffolk. The estate owner is a vadai. Okay, very good. Now, the Gemara just wants to know, it just is an aside. Um, Rava had said that Beishamai believed in Ein Motsimi Motsi And then Abaya asked that question, what do you mean? Meaning Beishamai believes Ein Safik Motsi that a Safik doesn't win. But wait a minute, wasn't the case where the, the house fell on the father and the son, right? And the estate and, and the creditor came. And he said, so why did, why did they split it? The creditor is a Safik. So he answered, no, a document, right? That, that was the, the, the flow. And then, and then we, we brought the same, and I'll prove it to you from the Ksuba case of of a, of a Saita. The Gemara wants to know, why not ask from the Sota case? They asked from the Gemara in Baba Basra, got an answer, and then proved it from the Sota case. You could do the exact same thing. You could ask from the Sota case, get the same answer, and then prove it from Baba Basra. Meaning, the Sota case is, is Tamashayla, right? You have a Suffolk and a Vada, and the Suffolk wins. That was what Abai was looking for. Abai is like scanning through Shas, looking for cases where the Suffolk wins. So he found the case in Baba Basra, and then we answered it, no, the document's not a Suffolk. We said, I'll prove it to you, because Sota is the same thing. You could have asked it from Sota, by the way. I just, I just want to make it clear. You could have said, in Sota, she's coming, she can't drink, she's coming, she wants to claim her Ksuba, she's a Suffolk, the state of the husband is a vada, and she gets it. And we would answer the same thing. I just want to know why we're asking from a babasra and not from sota. It's literally the exact same thing. We were talking about okay, fair enough. That's not the Gemara's answer, but that's a good point. So the Gemara just wants to know why not ask from sota. It, it, it would be the same shakla vitaria. It would be the, the, the suffolk wins, and then the response is that it's not a suffolk because they have a document. The Gemara just wants to know why ask from a babasra, not ask from sota. So the Gemara answers... Uh, the answer is, in the case of Sota, I could have had a different answer. The whole purpose of a, of a Ksuba is to, is to protect women, right? Before the Ksuba was existed, right, if the husband wanted to divorce her, he would just be able to get up, 
and there'll be no financial, you know, um, implication. The purpose of the ksuba is to protect. So you could argue that the reason why she gets the ksuba in the case of a sota is not because a document makes it a vada, it could be it's a suffix. So why does the suffix win? Because the whole point of the ksuba is to protect women. We want to incentivize marriage, we want to protect women. So therefore, maybe she gets the ksuba in that case, even though really she shouldn't, it's just, okay, make it easier on her. Okay. Why don't we say that in our Mishnah? Oh, so the Gemara says, Why didn't he ask the same thing in our Mishnah? Meaning, our Mishnah is also an example of a suffix being motzi medevade. Look at Rashi. In our Mishnah, right, we had a question, right? She gets a, she dies, the wife dies. What do you do with the Ksuba and with all her properties? So he said, split it. Right? Split everything. The ksuba also. Now let me ask you a question. Who's the vadai in our Mishnah? Who's the vadai? The, the Yavam's estate. Her father is coming and claiming that they were married. And they split it. That's a suffix, motzim de vadai. So why not ask from that Mishnah? Look at Rashi. Rashi explains further. Meaning, she, again... To remember the case. The case is she was married to a man, dies, she falls to do Yibam. She has a ksuba and she's got the property she brought into the marriage. She dies. So you have two arguments between the states. The Yavam says, We were never married, my stuff. The father's like, You were married, my stuff. So it's a tug of war, split everything. The father's estate is a suffix, the husband's estate is a vadai, and, and you split it. And why is this? And the Gemara says, and this is, and, and you can't say, but you give the same answer that a document, but but you could ask the same, it can go back to the same point. And by the way, and over here, we don't say that we want to incentivize marriage. And Rashi says further, You only say, Rashi is just bothered by a question. We already said that Ksuba might be different because we want to incentivize marriage. So that could be the answer. Maybe we didn't ask for the Mishnah because that would be the answer. That really you get the money because we want to incentivize marriage. The answer is you only incentivize marriage when the woman gets the Ksuba. Over here the woman died. So it's like it's her father's estate. Like there's no incentivizing. Like we don't care about the father's estate. So the question is why would Beishamai say that you split the Ksuba it's a suffix and a vade. Ain't suffix motzi mide vade. And by the way, you could answer with the ksuba as a document. But, but again, you have the same question, which is a suffix and a vade, right? You have the suffix, stamakasha, that the, the, the Bishame says you split everything, even the ksuba. But wait a minute. The ksuba, in the case, the state of the father is a suffix. The state of the husband is a vade. So why do they split it? So the Gemara answers, uh, the answer is they don't argue about the ksuba, meaning. I'm going to read you the Mishnah for a moment. Two minutes. The Mishnah says, What do they do with the Ksuba and her property that she brought into the marriage? Beishamim says split it. When Beishamim says Yachloigu split it, he doesn't mean the Ksuba part. The Ksuba actually, the husband keeps. Split it is on the property she brings into the marriage. So it's a little bit misleading. So when it says, what do they do with the Ksuba and the property they bring in, and he said split it, he only meant split it on the property she brings in. The actual ksuba part, everyone agrees, the husband keeps. The husband keeps it. That's what she has a star on. Still. That's the, I know, I know, I know. You think the ksuba, no one argues she gets that back. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. It's interesting. The point is, the, the, the Gemara says, it says over here, what do they do with the Ksuba one? And the property she brings in two, and it says split it. So what do you mean? Beishamai says they don't split it by the Ksuba? It says split it. The answer is no. This is what it means to say. Mesa, if she dies, Mayasa Biksuvasa, what does she do with the Ksuba? Question mark. Kama, we don't answer that. Talk about something else. We asked, what do you do with the ksuba? And the mish is like, I'll talk about that later. Now let's quickly change topics to talk about what does she do with the property she brings into the marriage. That's a machlaikis, Beishamai Beishil. Beishil says she keeps it. Beishamai says they split it. But it happens to be the ksuba, everyone agrees you don't split because ain't suffik, moitzi midei vade. It could be. Correct. There's no reason to pay back. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, Ravashi, I'll prove it to you, because it says, Even the Lushan, it kind of makes sense, because it says that they split the father's estate. It says you split the husband's estate with the father, not the father's estate with the husband. Meaning, if it was t- implying that you get half the ksuba from the husband, it would say that the father takes it from the husband. Over the mission actually says the husband takes it from the father, which implies that we're not talking about the actual ksuba, we're just talking about the things that she brought into the marriage. Shema All right, we'll stop here.